Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today. And if you've been listening to the podcast for some time now, you will have heard little snippets of my story. And well, I figured that on this momentous occasion, our 100th episode, I would take the time to tell you my story, my my real estate journey. And I gotta be honest, there's this is a little bit scary for me. There's a lot of things here that they're embarrassing. Like I'm ashamed of some of these things, but I think it's important to tell you the story so that you can see where I've come from and maybe perhaps you will relate to some of the things that I talked about. Maybe some of it will give you hope. Maybe some of it's gonna make you go, oh my goodness, this guy just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> it's been a long bumpy road and, and I took some side trips along the way that I shouldn't have taken, but here we are today. And, and I know that I can relate to a lot of struggling real estate agents out there because I didn't take the easy path, that's for sure. But I can now show you the easy path. And I just, I can't help but think that there has to be a reason that we go through stuff. There has to be. So with the intense risk of being super vulnerable with you today, I'm gonna tell you my story. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Failing forward. When I look back on my life, I can see a definite pattern of a series of successes and a series of failures. And I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of bad choices. I lost a lot of money, probably lost lots of clients. And the fact is that in order to experience and maintain long-term success, it's important to learn from failures. So with that in mind, I'm about to save you a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of heartache, I hope. And basically, I've done it for you. I literally started from scratch. I started from nothing three separate times. Three times. This is my journey. I mean, started over. Literally, from nothing, three times. 24 years later, fast forward, here we are. I'm telling my story. And I'm still discovering new things. However, I am offering you my experiences so that you can learn from them and accelerate your career a lot quicker than me. And by the way, I am still working every day, helping buyers and sellers every day. I'm still in the trenches right now with you. I'm still doing it. I'm still learning new things all the time. But I'm going to tell you the fundamentals that make a real estate agent successful or are not complicated. But what is successful? What, what's success in real estate? Well, that's up to you. Everyone is a different picture in their mind for that. But as of this recording, I'll tell you a little bit about my life right now. So um, just to give you like a little snapshot of my life today. Okay. So just this last week, and then we're in about mid, mid June right now of 2021. So 
we removed conditions on four deals, got an accepted offer on a listing on the over the weekend, uh, met with two sets of people last week to list their homes. Um, we have 18 addresses on of properties that we're going to be listing on our kind of go get it board with people we've had good discussions with. And we're working with about 10 buyers right now looking for properties, nine or 10 buyers. Um, we're on track for about 80 deals this year. Now we should achieve icon status by the end of July, actually, according to my calculations. So if you're part of the EXP uh, team or EXP system, you'll know what that means and, and how financially rewarding that is. So in the last two weeks, this is also the other part of our life. My son graduated from high school. And so there was a whole pile of events to do with that because of the COVID stuff. So there was all these small events. We also completed on a rental property. We bought a rental property, had to deal with a bunch of logistics with that. In addition to that, we sold another property and that completed last week. We had to deal with that and possession and all the stuff with the tenants and all that. We had to take care of all those details. I received um, the final typeset version of my first book, which is to be released soon. And I spent the first two hours of every morning working on kind of the final edits of that, literally running through the book word for word, page by page to ensure that there's no errors. Yes, I mean, I hired an editor but it's my book, so I wanted to be sure that I'm delivering a book that meets the standards that I require. And I had to choose the um, the exterior cover for the book, and I had to work on some edits for that as well. And all in this month alone, right? And then also this month, we I added it up. We have about $13 million of real estate transactions completing and paying out this month. And it's all starting within the next 10 days. We got all these deals completing. So just this month in June, like just that, over $100,000 in gross commissions for this month alone. July and August are already looking fantastic for commissions as well. And if I didn't do another thing for the rest of the year, financially, we'd be fine. Honestly, that's the truth. We'd be fine. I'm still on my streak of getting paid a minimum of one commission check minimum, very rarely just one, but every once in a while, it's been one, but... A minimum of one for 18 years and counting. So that's like 220 or 20, 230 months or whatever in a row. I got a couple construction deals already completing up new construction in uh, January. Those are already in the books. This is all true. This is real stuff right now in my business and in my life right now. All of our vehicles, our travel trailer, our kids' vehicles, um, that's something we did for our kids. We we're able to do that. We own them all. We don't have any debt. We're sitting on investments with a developer on a strategic piece of land right now. We got money in the bank for investments. We have another cash flow property that we just buy. We've set money aside for our son to go to university. But we're just normal people. We're we're busy people. We're 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 but we're regular people. We're just regular people. And we work from our home in our home office. It's just me and my wife. We don't have a big team or anything like that. That's it. Just me and my wife. So there you have it. That's just kind of a quick picture of our lives today. So I don't know. Are there are there any aspects of, of that part of our life that are maybe attractive to you that you would think, wow, that's pretty cool. I'd like to have that. Is it obtainable? Yeah, absolutely. I spent many years making mistakes. I've had great days. I've had very stressful days. I've had a couple people in my life betray me, like totally screw me, <laughs> right? I've screwed up. I've had insecurities. I've had fears. My wife too. I mean, she was she was scared to call anyone on the phone 
in front of me, actually. She, she had to call them and she had to get her all self all psyched up for the first two years of our business. She had to get herself psyched up and she'd have to go out of the room. She didn't want me to listen to the conversation. <laughs> she had to overcome huge anxiety about that. I had to go on every single listing appointment with her in the beginning for the first five years. Now she can do it all on her own if she wants to. We go together a lot because we think that's important for our clients. But she's an amazing real estate agent now. And the other reason that I know this because and that, that you guys can do this and you can have all this and you can get all this is because I was bankrupt five years ago. Yes, I was forced into bankruptcy and I literally had to start all over from scratch, from nothing again in 2015. I literally have had three startovers, like literal startovers. The investments, the companies that we formed, the savings that we all have, that we have now were all non-existent. And I'm going to tell you, we did it because of the Forex formula ideal, what we created. Didn't take me 24 years to get here. The 19 years prior to that taught me all of the lessons that I needed to get it done, to get to this point. And I did it way quicker. And that's why I know without a doubt that you can get there as well. And you may already be farther along than me right now. I, I, want, I wanted to just give you the, the insights because I want you to know I'm just a regular guy like you. I don't drive a Lamborghini. I'm never going to drive a Lamborghini. I don't live in an 8,000 square foot home on acreage and I host enormous parties so that I can show off my house. I don't do any of that stuff. That's not my life. That's not, that's not what really motivates me. That's not my burn. But if it does motivate you, that's awesome. And, and I want to tell you, you can get it. You can have that. Real estate's the right vehicle for certain. In fact, I'm willing to bet on it. But I had, to go, I had to go through so much stuff and learn so many tough and costly lessons to mentally get here today. There were so many times that I was so far off the path that I couldn't even see it any longer. I found the right path now and I want to help you. I want to lead you in that direction with a clear plan and a solid direction with the proper mindsets and skills to maximize your working hours so that you can 4X your business. But first, I don't know, let's, let's go back to the beginning, okay? Let's go back to my beginning in my life. When I graduated from high school, I had no idea what I was gonna do with my life. I had zero direction. I moved out when I was 18 years old, pretty well right after I graduated, with the person that I ended up getting into real estate with 10 years later. Now, this is in the late 80s, so the idea of making $100,000 per year was so far off my radar that it never even entered my mind as a possibility. At the time, I was a crew chief at McDonald's making barely enough to survive. And I thought that making it was getting a job at a grocery store and making $40,000 a year. That's what I thought was, I made it. I could support a family on that. And I told myself that if I could get into that scenario like that, then I would be fine. And then I actually got a job in a grocery store and I observed the people working there. There were people there that were that were there for like nine years, 12 years, over 20 years. I had never been at a job more than two. And I learned about their lives. I saw how they treated each other. I, I heard about the things that they complained about and the things that they got excited about. TGIF, <laughs> you know, like really? That's worth celebrating? Friday, the end of the week? You hate your job so much that you the highlight of your week is when the week is over. I discovered that working for a job was not for me. I viewed a job as a place to just get me what I needed 
to survive while I was discovering what I would do with my life. I didn't know it was going to be real estate. College or university was not an option for me, really, financially. I did try. I, I entered um, first year and I was I was working a night shift job to pay my bills, but I barely passed my classes because I kept falling asleep in the class. And, you know, I worked at 20 different jobs for the next eight to 10 years, everything from piling lumber, baking donuts, working as a gas jockey, jumping to the pump, stocking shelves at grocery stores, working it as a bakery assistant in a grocery store, landscaping, uh, waitering. I waitered at uh, three or four different restaurants. I was just floating around through life with absolutely no direction. And the one conclusion that became abundantly clear to me is that I wasn't cut out to work for another person. I just wasn't cut out for that. That just wasn't me. Now, don't get me wrong. I did a great job. Everybody loved me. I did a good job when I was there. I worked hard. I was extremely accountable. I showed up on time. I had no problem getting jobs. That was not, not the problem. The reason that I left is that once they started to groom me for like management or, or to ingrain me into the company or thinking about promoting me or anything like that, I would just like, ah, I got to get out of here because I didn't want to get caught in the rut that I, I wouldn't be able to get out of. So then I started to study business management. I was living with a few guys uh, as roommates and I did that through correspondence and I finished the course. And while taking the course, I came up with this business idea that I thought had a pretty good chance of working really well. And this was before Starbucks, but the idea was essentially the Starbucks model that we know today. And, uh, and I opened up a coffee shop. Uh, I worked three jobs I, I, for three years and I saved everything I could, all my tips and, and, and bits for my paycheck. And I finally I had $10,000 saved up. And then I went into business for myself with a couple other guys. Long story short, fast forward that three years later of hard work without a proper plan that that was my first bankruptcy and simultaneously my entrance into real estate at the same time. So that was my entrance into real estate. So that was start over number one. My friend that I mentioned earlier had been a licensed real estate agent for about three years and he seemed to be doing pretty well. He needed help. So I joined him. So in 1997, as a newly married bankrupt right here, I began my real estate career. My wife, Nicole, and I were living in a basement suite and we had one car between us and I had to get up at 5 a.m. to get her to work 45 minutes away and then get back to work on our real estate business. And I would study the exam or study the course and everything. And then I would go work for my friend. Now, if you're new in the business and have some reservations about your capabilities or, or maybe a few self-esteem issues or simply just don't feel worthy, I can totally relate to that. I've been there. I had the self-image of a pregnant aunt really low. You can't get any lower than that. I had the bank account to match with that. And I just, there's hope for you. <laughs> That's where I started at the, at the bottom of the bottom. And I think that because of my lack of self-esteem, I was super easily influenced at the time. I had no idea what success was. I had, I had no idea, no reference. I didn't know how to measure it. There was no formal training in the office that I started at. And I had no mentors around me other than my friend who I had known for most of my life at this point. And it took me about three years to come to the realization that I really wasn't learning how to build a real estate business. We were in this constant battle state. The business that we were building was crumbling about as fast as we were building it. We worked really hard. We worked really hard. I will say that my partner at the time was very good at creating strategic alliances and strategic relationships. He's pretty, he had a little talent for that. And I learned that from him. 
but he was also a master of taking advantage of people and, and not following through on promises and somehow manipulating people in certain ways. He was just super good at that. And I was one of the ones being manipulated. But anyway, so the result was that those relationships, they just kept falling apart over time and they would just benefit for a while and then they would fall apart. He would lie and he would, he would do whatever it took to get a deal done. It was always about the next deal. Our motto was eat, sleep, dream, and work real estate. And we did, and we had to. We were constantly in survival mode. And, and I just became accustomed to this. And this is how I was all my life in a constant struggle. This kind of goes back to my whole life, actually. And we use the word battle all the time in our language. We have to go to battle for that listing. That deal was a battle. Let's battle to hit our goals. Everything was a fight, a battle. It was our rally cry. Let's go to battle, you know? <sighs> Everything just seemed to be hard all the time. And we were constantly cutting commissions to get deals together. We never knew where the next deal was coming from. We were appealing to the lowest common denominator and getting good at it. We got really good at, at, at taking people that were tough to finance and getting them into a home. We'd go to battle and we'd get it done. But what we didn't realize was that we were winning the battles a lot of times, but losing the war. We were spending all of our time on the hard stuff. We thought that that was our value proposition. You know, we'll, we'll get the deal done, right? Come to us. We'll get the deal done. Believe it or not. I mean, that's what we actually advertised. We actually advertised rent to owns in classifieds at the time to attract people to call us. And then we would find that some people maybe get financed that thought that all they could do was rent. And then we would start pounding that square peg through the round hole <laughs> and get them into a home. And what we didn't realize is that we, we could have been spending our time with the easier clients, with the target markets, with better target markets. We could have done that. The ones who had all their stuff in order. We worked hard to get listings. And then we would do whatever it took to get the listing. And if it meant cutting commissions, then that's what we did. We had no listing presentation, no value proposition, no systems, no idea what we were doing. We had nothing. We didn't. We were just battling. We were just doing battle all the time, pounding those square pegs through the round hole, just survival. And it was stressful, super stressful. The hours we put in on trying to get deals done, it was unbelievable. Every day was just so stressful. Every day was full of fruitless meetings. But for some reason, we thought we had the world by the tail at the time. We were making money. We were making money. It was never enough, but we were making money. Over a hundred grand for sure. But we kind of thought we were like millionaires when we were making a hundred grand. We, in our minds, we, we thought we could live like millionaires and it was going to our heads. You see, we were just two poor kids who had no reference point about money. We had no idea what success was. We had no idea how to measure it. We were in this constant state of fear, actually. But now we're making more money than we had ever seen before. We'd never seen $10,000 coming in on a month. We'd never seen that before. So it went to our heads. And then my partner started to drink and he started to party because we're making half decent money now. Celebrate, right? Work hard, play hard, right? We were working 60 to 70 hours a week. And I saw him a lot more than I saw my wife and my newborn daughter. And I became totally consumed with the daily battle. And I literally felt like I was putting on this suit of armor every single day and just going into battle every day. Every deal was all consuming. And I had to babysit every single transaction because each transaction was so sensitive. It could fall apart at any second. Add to that, I had a partner that was partying all the time now and missing meetings 
and, and I had to cover up for him all the time. I became his enabler. I, I actually enabled him to be a drug addict. I wasn't doing drugs, but it was a horrible pattern. And then he started to do harder drugs. And then the people that started to do business with us were connected to that world. And it became super scary. That was it. I had to get out of it. I was a young father with two young children now at the time. And, and I knew I had to get away from this life. I had to get away from this partner. He wasn't getting better. I kept thinking he would. It was getting super scary. And it took me another 18 to 20 months or so to put everything in place to sever the tie with my partner. It was a very difficult process with the details, but also super emotionally tough for me because I knew him since we were kids. And I remembered the real person, the good guy inside the addict, but I could not be his enabler anymore. I had to stop that cycle. And in addition, he started to become a super toxic person in my life. He became abusive and, and he, he just became this horrible person. And I had no idea the damage that he was doing to the people around him and to me. And, and I just had to cut it out of my life. I had to, it, it had to be done. Also, I suddenly realized that we were building his real estate business, not mine. He was the main character. I was the supporting character in that scenario. So that the lessons from that phase, one, here's the lessons I learned and I decided to turn over and never, never go against these lessons. One, earn people's trust, never betray that trust. Do what you say you're going to do and do it well every time. Number two, work on attracting a better clientele that is easier to work with. Work with people that you like to work with. Three, positioning yourself as a necessary evil is not a marketing strategy. Number four, surround yourself with the right people, the right mindset principles, and then learn from others that have what you want. Basically, his teaching to me was the opposite. Do whatever you got to do. Say whatever you got to say. Get more deals, get more deals, get more listings. Once that deal's done, you got your check, move on to the next deal. And that went against everything that I believe in. So the stress mounted because I was running around trying to patch things up and keep his word, but it became more and more difficult to achieve that. I was in a constant state of frenzy and, and, and turmoil and stress and confusion all the time because he would lie to me and not tell me all the information sometimes. And then I'd have to deal with the ramifications of, of the information I didn't know about. And I would walk into situations. I actually had a guy come across a table and literally beat me up. He punched me repeatedly over and over and over again. He was a huge guy and there was nothing I could do. Bam, bam, bam. He was punching me. He was furious. And, and I had no idea why he was so upset. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. So that was it. That was the, that was the breaking point for me. I couldn't be his enabler anymore. He knew he was putting me in those situations and he just didn't care. It was a nightmare and I had to wake up. But you see, when you're in the middle of something, it's hard to see things from the outside, you know? Every once in a while, you have to take yourself out of a situation and kind of view it with a different lens. And, and, I, and I just, I finally did that. I, find, I realized that this was not normal. This was not a normal life. This was insane. This was insanity. So I had to make a drastic shift in my life. So there you have it. My first five years in real estate, totally wasted. <laughs> totally wasted. I learned nothing of value. And now I'm stepping out on my own. 
So this is start over number two. Now I was on my own. I was, you know, it was exciting for me because now I'm on my own. I've shed off this horrible, stressful force in my life. And it was frightening at the same time. And I knew that I had to work on my brain. That's what I had to work on. That had to get right first. I had to erase all the years of abuse and confusion. I had to create a, a new reference point. I had to make goals. I had to make new goals. I had to create new beliefs. And I had to figure it out. And I had to do it fast. So I started to reinvent myself. I really had no idea where the line of normal was back then. And so I turned to books and CDs and seminars and, and I went to everything that I could afford to go to. I was like a sponge. And I decided that the only thing that I would read would have to feed my brain. And I thought any other kind of books that were for entertainment, it was like chewing gum for the brain. I literally absorbed every single success principle based material that I could get my hands on, except the Bible. Anyway, I started to discover ways of doing business. I began to develop a value proposition. I realized that I got to have a database and keep in touch with people. <laughs> you know, five years in the business and I'm now thinking to myself, I got to I got to create a database. Oh, man, I hired a person to go through all of the file boxes and literally start a database. It took her four months going through all the file boxes, entering people in. But that was my start. That was it. And then in 2003, I took on a partner. I liked this guy. I liked his values. I, I liked his energy. And I told him my goals for the first year and what that kind of meant for him in our discussions. And he told me later that he was excited about it, but he didn't believe me. I told him I wanted to earn over $300,000 in commissions that year. And he told me later that if we made half that, he would have been fine. He would have been happy because it was better than his warehouse job. And I, and, and, I had never earned that before. I had never made $300,000 in commissions before. But in order to, for me to take on a partner, according to the formula that I designed at the time, that's what we needed to earn. That was my goal. Well, we earned over that. We beat it by 10%. We made $330,000 that year. And then the next year, we earned almost double that. And we were working 60 to 70 hours a week. And we were making the moolah. We were making the money. So one very important aspect that I didn't realize at the time is that we were into the next cycle. Real estate goes in cycles, and it's very easy to get caught up in your own success during those times. When I got into real estate in 97, we were actually in a downward cycle. The, the market was going down. And in 2003, the markets were beginning the next cycle, and, the, and we were in the middle of it. But for some reason, I concluded that it was all me. I was the genius. I was amazing. I was an amazing marketer. I was just, I was full of myself. I took all the credit. I went from horrible self-image to all of a sudden being full of myself and being an egomaniac. So for the next few years, I continued to build this machine. And as the machine got bigger, it got hungrier and it got hungrier. And I became an egomaniac because it was all about the machine. And I started spending money on everything that would get our brand out there. I was aggressive. I felt that the best way to keep business coming in was to keep advertising to strangers to get them to call me for business. And I figured if I was louder and more obnoxious than anyone else, then I would keep the business coming in the door. And there's a lot of truth to that. But consider this, when you advertise on billboards, vehicles, radio, and print, you have a very limited time to make an impression. There's between two to three seconds. And to get that message across, you got two to three seconds. So what is usually the subject matter of the message that you're conveying then, if you've only got two to three seconds? 
two to 30 seconds. Results, right? Results. That's, that's what you have to talk about in your marketing message. So when the stranger calls you because of your brand marketing, they suddenly have this expectation or a, a message in their brain, right? That you're the guy or gal who's going to get them the results that they want. Now, now, sometimes you're able to deliver on that, but there's always a large percentage of the general public who will bypass the normal methods of finding a professional to help them and call the one who he or she believes will magically get them the results that they want, no matter how outlandish their goals are. This happens a lot. Their expectation now is that you are the guy or gal who will pull off the miracle for them that nobody else is able to do because you're number one, obviously, because you are the number one agent, you are the best that gets the results over and over, above the rest, as advertised. We can never make any guarantees in this business. We can't. If we do, we need like 32 disclaimers on all of our marketing materials to keep us out of trouble, right? So we can't make guarantees. We can't. So when we go into this meeting with this stranger now, we're already in a weaker position. If you're not very skilled at managing expectations, you could be, you could be setting yourself up for a bad relationship. News about failed relationships travels fast, right? Lightning fast. And what I didn't know was that I was constantly selling my services. I was selling all the time. And I even said these words out loud all the time to the team. I said this, we're not salespeople. We don't sell houses, but if we're selling anything, we're selling ourselves. It's very true. But if we can get good at that, we're going to do a lot of business. We're going to make a lot of money. I actually said that all the time. We were consumed with convincing everyone in our city that we were the best at getting results fast. It costs a lot of money. It costs a boatload of money to tell people that, believe it or not. Now, let me ask you this. Is that a value proposition? Is that a great business plan? Selling your service to strangers is the most expensive type of business building that you can do. That's a fact. Not only that, I was a victim of my own success in the sense that I just listed everything. I had over 30 to 50 listings at a time. I had a full-time office manager. I had three other real estate partners and a mortgage broker, and we were barely keeping up. And we definitely were not keeping our clients with improper expectations happy. We could only focus on the stuff that was happening in the moment and urgent at the time. We weren't able to spend mental energy on the listings that weren't selling. I probably didn't even know half the time when listings were expiring. Our communication in that way was horrible. We were in a constant flurry. Every day was a blur. I have no idea how many casualties we lost. Every day was a constant battle. Remember that? Battle. Still battling. Still fighting through every day. Money was flowing in and money was flowing out. And I had no idea where it was all going. I had no idea. Carrying 30 to 50 listings is expensive, by the way really expensive. It's a lot of work and there's a lot of maintenance involved in doing it right. I wasn't doing it right and I still couldn't keep up. All I cared about was making a lot of money so that I could call myself successful and then maintain a persona that seemed like I was successful so that everyone else thought I was successful too. That costs a lot of money. Expensive cars, Radio ads, ads in the movie theaters, billboards, websites, car wraps, signage, bus benches, you name it. And then I would take any listing. I would take any list listing, even if it was grossly overpriced, because I could not bear the idea of someone else's sign hanging on that property. The machine kept growing. The machine kept growing. Then in 2007, still full of my amazing self and fully convinced 
that this market was going to go forever, I bought an expensive house on a golf course. I bought an investment condo that year in a new build. And then I went on an expensive vacation, took the whole family, and, and, and I bought a real estate company. All in 2007, 10 months before the crash of 2008. Thud. I won't get into the details why the crash happened in 2008, but it did. And man, it's hard to believe that was 13 years ago because I remember it vividly. I remember all of those feelings. I remember all of the stress. I re- it, was, it was a horrible, horrible time. And I had once again made a bunch of bad decisions and I didn't prepare for this tragedy. I, didn't, I wasn't ready for it. I got caught with my pants down. Now, to be fair... There were a lot of people that were not prepared for this, but I had literally just emptied my pot. I had nothing left. I pushed all my chips in on the table and I went all in. Once again, I had to go into survival mode again. I did not prepare properly and that was my fault. I was a victim of my own ego this time. My fault. I did not take care of my tax obligations. My fault. I did not create proper expectations with my sellers. My fault. I kept on taking listings even though they were expensive. My fault. Everything was my fault. There was nowhere else to point the finger, right? Now, I certainly took the credit when things were going great, right? It was all about me. So I had to own it when things turned around and went the other way. I had to dismantle the team and I had to go into survival mode once again, all over again. Over the next two years, Oh man, I suffered body blow after body blow financially. I had to sell real estate to feed the family, keep the office from drowning. I had to figure out how to recruit new agents and juggle all of the financial gut punches that I was hit with on a daily basis. But you know what? I was amazingly humbled, to be honest. And I could list off all the other outside challenges I had to deal with, and it's a long list, but not in this story right now. (laughs) Just know that I had to really dig deep to keep going every single day. I got up earlier and I went to bed later than anyone I knew. I was in a constant fight every single day. I was still battling. I was exhausted. I was, I was, I was getting exhausted. But through all of that, I began to change. I felt something happening. I was forced to think outwardly, even amongst all my own challenges that seemed totally and utterly overwhelming. And I was carrying it every day. I had to, though. I I had to keep everyone motivated. Nobody else could know what I was going through. That That wouldn't be fair. I had to help people in my office get on their feet. And I began to focus on the most important things in my life. My God, thank God, my wife, my children, my friends, my family members, my real estate company, my real estate business. I had to start. It's a tough time. I had to think about basically everybody else but me. That's a shift in thinking, huh? I was still reading. I began journaling to help me sort out my thoughts and get my head in gear. I began to implement trading programs in the office. I started thinking about how I can help everybody. How can I help everybody? And share ideas with the other agents in the office to help them build their businesses. Instead of reminding them about all the money they owed me, I could I could just help them, give them the tools to help them create more business so that they could pay me back. I had over $100,000 owed to me within five months of 2008. I, I, I was the owner of a real estate company, a top producing realtor in the eyes of the community. 
And now I was renting a home and I was starting all over. I had to sell our golf course home for a loss. I had to sell our, our rental property and my investment condo went backwards in value. I couldn't take any money out of the company. My wife was now cleaning houses just to pay for groceries, make an extra thousand bucks a month just so that we could pay groceries for the kids. My family was doing the janitorial work in the office so that I could save on that bill and not have to pay that money to janitors. We thought we could do it. My kids all had little jobs to do. And, and then we knew in, in 2010, my youngest son went into grade one and he was now in school full time. So my wife decided to get her real estate license. So just before the summer of 2010, I started building my team again, but with the best teammate, my wife. She'd been through all the ups and downs with me and knew what I'd been through. She needed to be trained, but luckily, one of the things that I did do right during the building of the machine at the time is one thing I did right is I did focus on building systems. I read Michael Gerber's book, E-Myth Revisited, and that helped me get that part right. <sighs> oh, yeah. And my partner in the real estate company, by the way, decided it was too hard. It was too difficult and just bailed on me. He went, he, he wanted to get bought out, <laughs> which is funny. The company had, was worthless, but he wanted to, wanted his money back. But you know what? I started to pay him. So now I don't even have a partner to help me through this. His job is to maintain the real estate business so our families could be fed and I would hold up the brokerage and, and, and recruit and train and deal with all the other people and all the daily stresses of everything and balancing of the money and everything. And then he just left. He just took off and moved over to our competition. Anyway, it was up to me to hold everything up. And I, and I did start to gain some traction. I started creating Club 100 training because I thought if I can get people to make 100 grand, then, then, then their worries would be over and they'd be able to pay me all the time. <laughs> So I started that in 2011. This was the genesis to everything. I was now focused on recruiting and retention while selling real estate to pay the bills. I made a few videos that were kind of funny to promote our training in order to recruit. And the funny thing is I never received any training in my whole career. So I started studying how to train. I started creating training that would help new agents get started because I figured I could be the guy that attracts new agents. I became the office for new people because I had a training program and I doubled the number of agents that I had in two years. I doubled the agents. And during those seven years, I actually recruited over 90 agents in a town that only had around 300 agents at any given time. However, the market was still not fully recovered yet. It was still kind of limping along. In our area, we were still in the rebuilding phase and it was still a buyer's market. So then I started to focus on buyers. I latched onto every type of lead generation program, tactic, tool, company, idea, whatever. No office was doing these things. I started paying money into this stuff because I was, I wanted to be the only owner that was focusing on getting business for my real estate agents. I never took a lead. I gave them all away to the agents in the office. And, and it, because I didn't want any of the agents to, to think that I was going to be their competition. And I'd still not taken any money from the office at all, from the company. I had been running the company for four years. And all I got from the company at that point was an iPad that I got from credit card points. I was still working as a volunteer. And this carried on for another three years until I was hit with the next TSN turning point in my life. And that came in early 2013. 
I came to this astonishing revelation that I had to get rid of the real estate business. I had to get rid of the firm. I had to get rid of the brokerage. I had to unload it. It was the only way. Now, there's a long story to this, but the point of it all was that as painful as it was, I had to get someone to take over the company so that I could focus on my business and build it properly with my full attention so that I could implement all of the strategies and tactics and tools that I began creating through my training program. And I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that. That was now my heart. That was, that was where I knew that my gifting was. And, and I've been trying to do that for years, but I was doing it kind of in the wrong environment. I took an entrepreneur course and I formulated the outline for Club 100 online training. Now, there was no technology to support what I'm doing today at the time. So again, thinking ahead in something and inventing something that didn't exist yet. And I was back in 2012. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just knew that I had to do it. And that's how I envisioned it. But I had to get things in order first. So first, I had to unload the real estate office. Next, I had to deal with the debt to the government that was left over, the penalty and interest portion. I'd actually paid them off, but they wouldn't forgive the interest and penalty while we were arguing for 10 years. 10 years of battling with the government, and they just racked up the interest, even though I didn't agree to the amount. Anyway, the, the battle I lost because I was, they financially crippled me so that I, I couldn't maneuver, I couldn't do anything. And it cost money to plead your case to the government, and I didn't have any money left. So I had to go bankrupt for a second time. Yep, I'm a double bankrupt. That stays on your credit forever. That's there forever now. Now you'd think I'd be ruined, right? But with a little creativity, you can make it work. It's a little embarrassing, to be honest. There's not too many trainers out there with as tarnished of a background as me, right? Most of the real estate gurus out there seem all shiny and new and perfect. They have the perfect words and the perfect little strategies and the perfectly produced content and they're amazing speakers on stage. But that's not me. I'm just a real person who's been through all of the worst case scenarios and I've now come out of it on the other side. I, I believe that I was meant to go through that stuff so, so that I could help all the new and struggling real estate agents make a lot of money in this business. And that's why my real estate course it teaches everything. It teaches, it doesn't leave any, anything to guesswork. Everything is taught in the course. Everything that you need to know is in the course. All of the fundamentals to prepare you properly so that you know that you can succeed in this business, in any market, in any circumstance, no matter what else is going on in your life, you will now know what to do to create a self-feeding real estate business employing the 4X formula. Okay, let's carry on. So start over number three. Boom, right here. So once that was dealt with, I was free to just focus on one thing, just my real estate clientele. That's it. I had, I'd, I'd had that, I hadn't had that luxury for over seven years. And it was amazing to me, the load that was off me. We had no assets, just enough money to keep us going, but we were free. And I knew that I could make back all the money that I gave up if I could just be free to just do what I do. To, to, to do what I teach people to do, practice what I preach, so to speak. So Nicole and I went to work. We implemented all of the Club 100 strategies that we teach today. It wasn't called 4X Formula yet because we didn't understand that yet. It didn't take long, but within two years, we were then partners in the company that we helped create. 
The whole real estate office adopted the principles, activities, the strategies that we teach in the Club 100 course or Forex Formula course. And, and that office was one of the most successful boutique offices in our city. When you calculate volume per realtor, the office won various awards in our community. Actually, we had happy, top producing, lower stressed agents, and they all buy in to the principles that we teach. It works. That office was literally my laboratory for trying new things and creating proven systems. Basically, a macro version of what we teach in the Club 100 course. I should call it the Forex Formula course, but anyway, this was so exciting because it was totally validating what I believe to be true. So I started writing and filming the lessons and creating the tools for the course. And I think I started around 2017, 2018. Um, I started the podcast in May of 2019. I started our YouTube channel in 2020. I finished the attract section of the course in the fall of 2020. And we're well into a, the attain section of the course now. I have two lessons fully written right now that are going into production pretty soon. I'm going to put that in this month. Those two lessons are going to change the way people win listing appointments. Forget about all those old school methods. I have created a simple value proposition that any agent can adopt. And if used correctly, get the listing every single time. Right now, by the way, there is still an opportunity to get involved for just $67 a month. The marketing company I work with wants me to increase the price. Right now it's $67. So stop and start anytime, low risk, super low risk, low cost investment. You'll literally know how to get your next 10 listings out of that and turn those listings into the next 40 deals doing what I, what I do every single day. And there's soon to be over 12 hours of video lessons in there, along with over 24 tools, tons of value. And even if it only taught you how to get your next two listings, just the next two listings alone, what's that worth to you? 10 grand, 20 grand, do the numbers. I've had people ask me if they should pay $120 a month for lead generation or, or monthly mail out companies to do stuff for them. This is $67 a month to learn how to make your next $200,000 consistently. It's a no brainer, especially if you have no experience or already have training in your office. This can help you maximize that training. Or maybe you're struggling or you've run out of your sphere of influence. This is a perfect time to invest in yourself and invest in your future. The ROI on 67 bucks is immense. Go to forexformula.com today and at the very least, go and get the free book. Go get the free book called The Quick Commission Blueprint. That book's gonna set you up for success. I, I wish I had this stuff. I wish it was available to me in the beginning. That's why I made it. It would have saved me a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of chasing all of, all of the wrong business. Now, I'm sure you've not screwed up as much as me or wasted your energies in areas as bad as me, but I do know that the struggle for most agents is simply just not knowing what to do, just not knowing what to do, just simple instructions with simple strategies so that while you're doing the activities that produce business and get you leads, you're actually planting seeds for more business at the same time. You're going to learn how to goal set, how to establish your why you're going to drill down and create your target market. And then you're going to define your hunting ground where that is. And then you're going to learn how to establish new habits and activities and work on your business every single day. And you're going to know what to do every single day to grow your business. All of this can be accomplished 
in the first 30 to 90 days. During this time, you'll actually increase your reputation and you'll become known as the neighborhood specialist. Those are the two biggest reasons that people select a real estate agent, by the way. You're gonna learn the mindsets that are required to be successful in real estate. And then as you begin to attract the business, you're gonna learn how to attain the business, win the business every single time, every single time. And this is how you become a great realtor. Just get empowered. Wouldn't it be empowering that if you knew that you had to store, start over from nothing like me, like I did three times, wouldn't it be empowering to know that if you start over from nothing, that, that you'd know exactly what to do to begin making money quickly? Check it out. Go to forexformula.com, learn how to build a business, not just sell houses or help buyers, build a business. It's a huge difference. We'll see you on the inside. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Thank you for, thank you for allowing me to share my story with you. It's kind of embarrassing. It's pretty rugged. It's messy, a bit emotional. I didn't think I'd get emotional, but you know what? It's, it's my story. I, I know you have a story too. And I know if you want to, if you want to, you have the desire, you will be a successful real estate agent. You just need to know what to do. I never had that. So I created it. And by the way, the book's coming out. That's right. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot. Um, yeah, the book, Attract, it's coming out very soon. So the book for the course is coming out and I'm gonna have the link up on the website soon. So keep going back to forexformula.com. Oh man, anyway, okay, this is a long one. I had a lot to talk about. I'm gonna let you go. I hope you found some inspiration in my story. I hope you, you feel like, oh man, if that guy can make that kind of money, then I'm surely gonna blow up my goals. <laughs> I really hope that that happens for you. Ah, I hope you listen to other episodes. Go to my YouTube channel, get all the free stuff. Learn more about becoming a top agent in your city or town. I want to help you. But for now, go out there and make a great day.